When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4. Chapter titled Epilogue. Oh, epilogue. That's nice. And I mean, I always do like super extravaganza extraordinaire, but you made it all like business like. This is our epilogue. Well, it's the end of the book, which you're telling them to turn to a chapter titled, and that's what it would be. So, do you think each season is a book? Like each season is a class book? Or is this all part of one big class book? I think we're going through different grades, textbook. so it would be a different textbook. Okay. Because the chapter, you're saying chapter titled, mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm. in the one book. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. I like it. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And this is our season four Boy Meets World wrap up. Yep. With our thoughts, your thoughts. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. So that you can let us know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too late to get that into this episode, though. But you can still tell us. Yeah, do tell us. Anyway, Tanya. Yes. What have you been up to? Um. We had a whole week off in between, but we sort of had a little thing, but that's gone now. <laughs> Is it gone gone? I mean, it will be. Oh, I didn't it is know. now by the time this airs. Oh, okay. Um, I don't feel like I've done that many new things over the past two weeks. Uh, I mean, we had an election. Yeah, we had an election. Here in the good old U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how that's what we base our episode on is an election. So we that's why we put polls up on our Facebook page and our Twitter. And that's really, I mean, what we have been focusing on 100% for the past two weeks is this podcast and only this podcast. We haven't done anything else at yeah. all. Well, we did get the new Xbox. We didn't get it. The boys got it. Oh, yeah. They worked for months mm-hmm. to pay for it themselves. I'm very proud of them and they are very excited. Yeah. but And you'd be shocked to know that me, Mr. PlayStation, does not have the PS5. <gasps> I actually realized the other day that I haven't gotten a console at launch since the Xbox 360 because I had so many issues with my Xbox 360 that it really kind of burned me on. I like to wait. I thought I thought when the also I like to move it, move it. The PS4 Pro came out. You got that like immediately. No, I w- not until I got the God of War edition immediately. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but you did get something this week, something brand new, I completely. Got <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Don't listen to him. No, I didn't. What did I get? Uh, you got the Miles Morales game. Oh, I got the Miles Morales Spider Man on PS4. How is it? It's funny though, because like all my friends are playing it on PS5, so they were all in like we, I was in a group chat the other day, and everyone was talking about how like it was on PS5, and I'm like. I'm just over here playing it on PS4 Pro like a like an old school timer. It it I'm sure it is weird for you because like the past 5 years you've gotten things like 
pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. And this time you didn't. And honestly, like, you don't need it. We right. have two PS4s, like, and everything works great on them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We can wait until it's a little cheaper. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Miles Morales is fantastic. Uh, anybody who knows me knows that Miles Morales is the best Spider-Man and the fact that he's getting all this attention is just my favorite thing in the whole world. I mean, I remember like when when there was a rumor that there was going to be a Miles Morales movie and I was like there's no way. This is never coming out. It's just a thing they're talking about. And then it came out and it was the biggest Spider-Man movie in history and now he's got his own game. I will never forget going to my first free comic book day with you. Um like as a couple and you finding something that was Miles Morales and going absolutely crazy. And I was like, who even is Miles Morales? Like, I had no idea who that was. And you were so excited to tell me. But that's how, like, not many people, unless they had delved really deep into Marvel, knew who Miles Morales was. Oh, yeah. No, I I collected his comics. I had all of the original ones. Um, They're all gone now and lost forever. But you got some of them again, right? Yeah, that's true. But I I used to get them on a monthly basis. And at some point, switched over from Peter to Miles in that comic book line. And it was just, I thought it was so great. And all the the, uh, dumb, angry uh, racists on the internet were complaining about the fact that they made a black Spider-Man, and I was just like, what is wrong with you people? This story is the best. Anyway. And now, Miles is getting the recognition he deserves. Yeah, and I'm a hipster. I'm like, I was here before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't even remember his first comic book. But you're not really, because a lot of people who are like that are like, this isn't even what it's supposed to be. Like... It's it's a sellout. Like, it's just made for the masses. No, like, you love all of it. Oh, I love how much attention it gets. Yeah, I, it's a little bit... De- I'm the same way about Deadpool, mm-hmm. because I collected Deadpool since his original uh, comic book series. His his It was a four-issue, epi- four this is so nerdy, holy shit. I know, shit. I was about to say, like, wow, this is quite the tangent. Yeah, sorry, I can't help it. Um, I collected Deadpool from the very beginning and always just was about I would talk about how marketable this character was and how he could be huge like why don't people latch onto this character and now he's everywhere mm-hmm. and now there are times where I'm like Ugh. Yeah, everybody acts like they're like the biggest Deadpool fan like where were you 25 years ago I do think was there comes a time years? in holy shit it was more than 25 years ago I think there are a lot of people who don't like it when the thing that they like becomes mainstream. But personally, I love it because there's mm-hmm. more of the things that I've been looking for, like more right. of the like product of it. Like I remember loving Studio Ghibli movies and there only being a couple of places that sold anything Studio Ghibli. You had to buy it online and they were like $200 yeah. for like a bag with Spirited Away on it. And I'm like, I don't even want Spirited Away stuff. Like I want Kiki's Delivery Service stuff. I want all of it. And you couldn't find it. And now it's everywhere. And I'm not mad. Like one, everyone has access to all the Studio Ghibli movies if they have HBO. Like, 
that's wonderful. I want everyone to love all these things that I love. Like, our children get to enjoy Miles Morales Mm -hmm. at a level that you would have loved to have when you were a kid. Yeah. So I think it's always so exciting when things that we love originally become huge and other people can share that. Like, let people think that they're the biggest fan of something. It's whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. they love it so much. Yeah. Um, I, I remember buying my first Deadpool shirt and it was from some guy on the internet who just made shirts and and it was just Deadpool's logo and I'm like yes like I finally have this shirt uh, with because it was it was a cool logo I thought like mm-hmm. it was just attractive and um his web store got shut down not long after by Marvel because they found it but Marvel wasn't making any Deadpool shirts right and now like. You can get them at a five dollars. I could get a Deadpool shirt on accident. Like I could go and get like a Hawaiian shirt, and I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. There's a Deadpool on it. Right. Um. Anyway, which all of this is wonderful. Like it's great. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like if we were to have this podcast about Boy Meets World, and we're just like, but we're really the only people who can like Boy Meets World. Like. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's way more fun to have a Facebook group where everyone is equally as obsessed with something as we are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. I mean, in the group that we have, with all of you guys are completely different generations. We have people who are our age, and then we have people who are 10 years younger than us. And we have people who are 10 years younger than that in there. And it's so nice that we are doing something that is a unifying obsession and I think that really all obsessions should be that way. There shouldn't be a, but I, I've i always loved this, which means I'm a super fan and you're not a super fan. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all obsessive weirdos. It's fine. So come to our Facebook and be an obsessive weirdo <laughs> and go off on six-minute tangents about comic books and video games. And I don't even know how that started. Oh, I got the Miles Morales game. The music in that game is phenomenal. It is good. I do want to try to play it with the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack playing in the background just oh, to kind of see how that yeah. goes. But, um, but like the voice acting is really, really mm-hmm. good too. I haven't really been watching the gameplay. I've been doing other things, but I can hear what's happening and I love voice acting. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's like I love to listen to audio fiction podcasts and stuff like that. The voice acting in that game is so good. I liked voice acting more before you, though. I know, it's true. You know all of the good voice actors, and, like, so you are definitely a voice acting super fan, and I'm just a I'm nobody. A um. Anyway, holy shit. We also watched Boy Meets World, kind of, but no, not we didn't. this week. No, well, we, we, we haven't watched Boy Meets World in two weeks. What? What have we even done with ourselves? What have we done with ourselves? We just gave a, a, an intro about how I read comic books in 1994. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what we've done recently. I've been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. God, yeah. That talk about <laughs> bad. Um, it's not a bad show. I, I, I feel like I just... It is a bad show. It's not a bad show. It's just... It's so... I don't know. Bad. Yeah, but CW shows or WB, I can't remember what it then was. Why are you when... watching it? I love it. Okay. So when um, I wasn't allowed to watch any of this stuff, 
Like, no CW or WB shows were allowed to be watched. I don't remember what the channel or network was back when these shows came out. But I would sneak and watch Roswell every week. Roswell was my favorite. And then I would sneak some episodes of Buffy here and there. Like, but I really only watched it for Willow. And then, like, as time went by, Willow gets a girlfriend who I really, really like, too. Um... And so those things, those were stories that I wanted to try to keep up with. But now that I'm older, I really enjoy the campiness Mm -hmm. of all of those CW shows. And when Caden was a baby, I watched Charmed with his grandmother every afternoon. There would be like a, a marathon of it on TNT or something like every afternoon and we would watch it like every day and it's that same campiness like I have a fondness for like the bad like Carmen music video like makeup and I don't know I love that part of it and Sarah Michelle Gellar is so charming in that show like she really is and Allison Hannigan who I'm a super fan of Allison Hannigan um she was just a marvel So that's what I've done. I've been watching Buffy and crocheting a little bit, but not really. And uh, organizing seeds and driving a really long way sometimes to go places. This is a riveting intro. Okay. So So we also watched Boy Meets World for a month and a half or whatever. Not uh, a month and a half. I think it was the whole year. (laughs) How many months is it? I think 2020 was Uh, season four. Anyway. Now let's talk about it. Okay, let's do that. Um, I guess before we do anything, mm-hmm. blurb, me, season four up. All right. So the blurb for the epilogue of season four is, Corey is anxious about getting back home to see Topanga and Sean, while Eric struggles with what to do with no college education in the future. Alan quits his job without asking Amy, but Corey doesn't realize how much someone meant to him until she passes away, while Eric makes a mistake by falling for a beautiful songwriter. Then Sean learns a valuable lesson in looking beyond appearances. Eric lies to go on a dating show. And Corey is upset that Sean is being secretive about a girl, but Topanga gets upset when Corey misses her Sweet Sixteen dance. Corey and Sean arrange for their families to spend Thanksgiving together, then they get in over their heads when they try to earn holiday cash. I would just like to say I'm reading my own handwriting and it's very difficult. Sean's girlfriend demands that he not see Corey while Sean devises a plan to make money by renting out Feeney's rooms and getting a driver's license as Corey's dream come true. Corey and Sean learn a valuable lesson in how to treat a woman properly and Corey learns that Topanga is moving away, but Topanga runs away from Pittsburgh to be with Corey. Eric gets into a relationship with an older woman who has a son. Corey, Sean, and Topanga become celebrities after they appear on a show, so Eric takes a job as a security guard while Sean joins a cult. But Eric and Corey face different yet similar challenges. Wowzers. What a blurb. And what was that blurb, Tanya? Do you want to explain what you did? No? All right. So It was the blurb for season four. And this season was directed by Jeff McCracken. All of it? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember ever saying anybody else's name. It was a lot of Jeff twins. Yeah, there were a lot of... Yeah. Uh, Not a lot of butt gang. Speaking of butt gang. What? I was on Twitter the other day. Uh Uh-huh. And I quote retweeted something that 
Mark Blutman posted on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he replied to me. What did he reply with? Ha ha ha. Okay. Wow. What a what a connection there. I know. We're best friends now. Is he going to be on our show? Oh, yeah. He's going to actually replace you as a co-host. Good. Did He's going to be the boy. Did you ask him? Not yet, but oh. we're really cool. It's, okay. It's going to be fine. Um, so I guess let's kind of go over our thoughts of season four. Okay. Um, Alden. Yeah. How'd you feel about season four? Season four was really good. And class dismissed. <laughs> uh, season four, I, I think overall, was a really interesting... Um, like There was an interesting dichotomy in it because we saw Eric kind of change and grow and, and become this like struggle and then work towards something again. But um, it really obviously watching this this season as an adult really made it obvious that this season was Eric's season. Um Corey overall wasn't incredibly likable this season. Um he he was great in his moments um but it became painfully obvious and this is something that Mike pointed out on Twitter. I mean on Facebook. Um but it really is true. Like so many issues arise this season because Corey is a terrible communicator. Um, and I don't think that was always the case. I think he, he's always been good at like talking down Sean and talking to Topanga and talking through the issues with his parents. And this season, his, his um, neuroses, I guess, just kind of, took hold and he became worse and worse and worse at communicating um he had the issues with with topanga and frankie where he couldn't tell them that he wanted to be in a different place um he had several issues with eric where he couldn't tell him his real thoughts he had several issues with sean where they were arguing about something that normally wouldn't be a thing that Corey would even be entertaining um but eric meanwhile um, was struggling with girls and struggling with, with education and who he was and who he wanted to be. Uh, he was, um, he was navigating a friendship with Mr. Feeney. Um, and it was just, all of his moments were so heartwarming or, or meaningful and, and there were times in there where it didn't seem like it was meaningful, but then later on, obviously, we find out that a lot of it had a purpose. So there were episodes that were thrown in there where you're like, why does this even matter? And then by the 21st, 22nd, how many episodes was it? 22? Mm-hmm. By the 22nd episode, you see all of that come to fruition uh, and you get a, a payoff completely for Eric and there's no payoff for Corey. Um, Sean dealt with a lot of heavy stuff this season. Um, Some of the um, deepest episodes, I think of the show, we we saw Sean deal with um, trying to get his dad and mom back together and struggling to get his dad's love and, and his dad getting a job and being a deadbeat dad um 
We saw Sean deal with Mr. Turner there at the end. We saw Sean have to deal with a cult because he felt so rejected by everybody. Um, and we saw Corey deal with whether or not he should be with Topanga. Like, and that's really about it. Um, so while this show is, is known to be a show about Corey, like, it's clear that season four was not about Corey. Um, or Topanga, like she, her role in this season was um, an emotional foil to Corey. It wasn't even, there wasn't much of her and Sean. Um, there wasn't much of her and Eric. Like it was just Corey and Topanga's story was the C plot to the entirety of season four, which was Eric's story, and then Sean's story was a B plot. Um, and then Frankie and Herman were thrown in there for a good measure. Um, but all that to say, it was a really great season. Like, I really enjoyed Sean's stuff. I really enjoyed Eric's stuff. Um, it wasn't perfect. Um, but it seems like any of my negatives kind of fall back on Corey, which is weird. But I don't know. I guess that's it. Those are my thoughts on season four. And we right. kind of discuss it some more. Tanya? Yes. How did you feel about season four? I love season four. So far out of the four seasons, like... Yeah, four seasons. (laughs) There's a lot of things that are funny about the four seasons right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Out of all of them, season four is my absolute favorite so far. I think when I was younger, I would have picked season two or three as my favorite. Um, But the fact that Corey was only a bit player in this season made it good. Mm. Um, Not that he's not good. We've talked at length before about, you know, his comedic timing and, and his ability to emote the way that he does. Yeah. But Eric is such a good character. And... Will Friedle one hundred percent needed to shine some, and he does. Mm-hmm. Like, I never expected to like Eric as much as I did, right. and I could watch an entire series of the Eric of season four, and it be a like one of my favorite series of all time. It was so much growth and realistic growth. I think minus the. Um, college uh interview at the end that was completely unrealistic but the realism of this person who's being told that he has to be a certain way and always trying to reach their expectations while also not really knowing who they are and and just searching and searching and searching and basically being told that like what are you even doing you don't even know who you are at an adult age at this point like it was very realistic it was very much something that I feel um like akin to in my life like where everyone is like but you know when you're 18 you're gonna do this or you're gonna do that or you're gonna have kids or this is the kind of life you're gonna live and then you get to that age and you're just like whoa wait a minute I don't know how to do any of this and I'm not sure how to get to that point um I loved every second of that. Um, Like you said, Sean's parts were really, really good. Corey was, I mean, forgettable. Mm -hmm. 
he had, you know, his lines in the first episode that I feel like are the one thing I remember about season four and Corey. Mm-hmm. And that was him going to the Sprinkles Parade, him talking to the Amish guy. And that was it. Like, out of everything. And then, of course, you have the speech that he gives about how much he loves Topanga and, and her being his soulmate, which I only find memorable because people use it as a meme all the time. Like, otherwise, he doesn't exist hardly in this world. Right. Um, I'm okay with that. Like, it was such a good season. I do wish there had been more Mr. Turner. Like, I, I really, really wish that it hadn't just been like, you hardly see Mr. Turner and then Mr. Turner's in the hospital and you're supposed to feel emotional about him being in the hospital and you're supposed to feel like an empathy for Sean, who's in the hospital with this guy who was his guardian, but we've barely seen Mr. Turner this entire season. So that I wish we had had. Um, Amy and Alan were in the background. Um, and when they were there, they weren't great. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I'm kind of okay with that, too, because they didn't matter to me. Amy and Alan were very inconsistent this season. Um, I I remember watching season one and us going over Mm -hmm. episodes and just talking about what great parents they Mm -hmm. were and how awesome it was to see them converse with their kids. And now here we are in season four and it's like, ugh. Yeah. It would be better for realism's sake for them to have just not said anything they could be bodies in the room but they didn't have to say anything like as parents of teenagers we talk to our kids but the conversations that they have in passing are not really how it works with teenagers Mm -hmm. like they could have just kept their mouth shut and it would have made for better television right Like, it would have been one of those, well, we don't have to wonder where the parents are. Like, they're still there. You know, like, where you watch Saved by the Bell and you're like, they don't even really have parents. Like, you see Zach's mom, like, every once in a while, but that's it. Like, they're just just the teenagers. It was because they were, like, 95-year-old high schoolers. No, but do you you know what I mean? Like, the parents didn't matter and this season for season four where the focus was on eric it almost seemed like alan was literally only there to set it up for eric being a loser yeah and he's not he's fantastic so Mm, it just made me it just made me really frustrated with alan who i used to think was a great dad so i feel like I feel like I learned a lot of what not to do with our children in this season. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, that's that's how I felt about it. There were some of the best episodes that I can remember in Boy Meets World are in season four. The, um, the secret girlfriend one where they're harboring the Jumanji girl is in this season. And J- Jumanji girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Juma- no, no, not, not Jumanji. It's uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. Sorry. The Jurassic Park girl. Yeah. They're like harboring her. That's one of... Jumanji is... Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Yeah. I almost said Kirsten Bell. <laughs> We're old. They're all the same. They're all blonde. They all look alike. <sighs> um, that's a really, really good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in this season. The cult one is weird, but it's memorable. And it's in this season. And... All the Eric stuff is in this season, and the B&B's B&B 
is in this season. So I don't know. I feel like it's going to be hard for the other seasons to come up against this one Mm because this one was, it was good and it was long. I felt like we've been doing it for a long time, but I never felt like, oh, can we just get to the end of season four? Right. So that's how I felt about season four. What? It sounded like you were singing a song. What would you say your favorite episode was this season? Hmm. You know, I'm not positive because I think I said this was my favorite episode at least four times. Mm -hmm. I think the Thanksgiving one was my favorite. And the only reason for that is because of it being as Frankie heavy as it was. Um... I missed Frankie so much. And and that's why I expected to not like this season as much as like season three. Right. Because I miss Frankie and Joey. But we had Frankie in that episode. And there was a lot of... Pro- there was so many problems with how things were handled in that episode. But it also was so important to see. Like what we talked about in our podcast episode, it's an important thing for us to discuss. Like classism is something that will always be around and will always affect people that we love. So yeah, the Thanksgiving episode is my favorite episode of the season. What about yours? I'm trying to think like my first, before I asked you the question, I thought to myself, like, what's my answer going to be? And my first mental reaction was to say the Thanksgiving episode Mm -hmm. because of Frankie. Mm -hmm. Um, But that episode was such a hard episode to watch until the end. Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't think I could say that was my favorite, even though I'm I'm remembering all of the fantastic Frankie stuff. um, I just I I can't. And there's Mm -hmm. so many episodes this season that I loved, but I don't want to watch again. Like, I'm looking through my notes of stuff and just seeing, like, the, the Chet stuff. Like, good God. Yeah. I don't want to watch anything where Chet is being like a, oh, no, look at me. I'm a good dad, remember? And people yeah, are I falling absolutely, for it. I absolutely cannot stand that so much. Because it, it's not just about Chet. It's about Sean and his hope. His hope that this man who has let him down so many times is not going to let him down again. It's so tough. I just can't handle Chet. I cannot. And we don't have him quite as much in the Thanksgiving one as you like expect to. So that's why I'm able to kind of like overlook him and love that episode. I think my close, close, close runner up is the B&B one, which I'm very surprised that I feel that way too. Like that one was so fun. It was so surprisingly hilarious to me. Like the amount that I laughed over that episode, it's almost equal with the Thanksgiving one. Yeah, I think mine, I, I, it might be the episode where, um, I just forgot it. Because <laughs> I keep looking through my notes. Um, oh, it might be the episode where uh, Sean's girlfriend won't let him see Corey. Oh, yeah. That's so weird to me that you say that because you hated the fact that it was like an affair. I know. But now, like, looking back on it, I'm thinking of all the moments, like, and and just like when they're talking to the, each other through the books and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so funny to me because I feel like when we did that episode, you were so on the fence with it. And I was like, this episode was fantastic. And you were like, it was fine. But like, they're likening it to an affair. And I'm like, you know what? 
you're right, but it was such a good episode. So I love that you like going back and looking through it is that's your reaction to it. But it's because you love being right. No, it's just always hard to remember the bad, which is nice. Um, I also, I, the security guy was really good. Um, mm-hmm. um, we we took issue with some of the ways that they were treating Eric, but the episode itself was really good. And watching the way Eric handled himself in that episode and, and grew in that episode was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, when it comes to Eric's growth and story, though, I definitely think that uh, Uncle Daddy is top tier. Like... It is such a good development, like, mm. episode where you see, like, how mature Eric can be and how nurturing he can be and how, like, he sort of found a place where he was comfortable and, um, like, mature in this situation. And he was starting to figure out, like, who he was through that. There And there are definitely looking through my notes again like there there's a lot of episodes too where i'm like oh i that was one of my favorite plots of the season but then like the b plot or mm-hmm. or the a plot even were awful or i hated it um so i don't know um it's really tough it's really tough because there's so many great episodes of the season that are really hard to watch yes um to to watch them hiding the girl um mm-hmm. That episode was amazing. Mm-hmm. Tough to watch. Yeah. It, when it comes to the most memorable episode of the season, that one is the winner, 100%. But it's not one that you want to watch again. Like, it's always my instinct to pick the one that I have the most to say about as my favorite episode. And I realized that's not actually the case. Like the ones that I enjoyed the most were not the ones I had a lot to say about. But I also think too, and I was having this thought while you were talking about your thoughts. That was a dumb thing to say. I also think that the fact that Corey was really um, inconsequential, Mm -hmm. is that the right word? Mm -hmm. In this episode makes sense to me as well because he was... I mean, um, he was completely in that relationship. Like he, mm-hmm. we've we've been over this, and I think last season more so than this season, where Corey kind of loses himself in this in his relationship, uh, and we watched them break up last season because of that. Right. And the hope would be that he and Topanga learned from that, got back together. And now they are able to kind of be themselves, but still be together. Right. And they're not. This this season shows again that they are just, it's Corpanga. It's not Corey. It's not Topanga. I do feel like, though, it is that way on Corey's side. I don't know that it's necessarily that way on Topanga's side. Topanga's still making choices for herself. And Corey is still expecting Topanga to make all of her her choices for him because all of his choices are concerning her and it's it's weird to glean that much out of such a minuscule like line of plot but Topanga decided not to go on the trip Mm -hmm. like she decided that for herself Corey 
expected her to fully do whatever it was that he wanted her to because he would do whatever she wanted him to. Like, I think that is one-sided. She has not lost herself That's one moment, though. Like, she also uh, hitchhiked to uh, Philadelphia because they were apart for a couple weeks. But you also see that Topanga has a whole separate friendship with Sean where they were able to have the time to discuss the fact that she was moving and Sean was there for her and all of that. Like, even though that's something that we don't see a lot of, it shows that Topanga is doing other things. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I just don't see it as a two-sided thing right now. I think it's only one-sided. Maybe, but um, she's also half of the relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. if, if, if it's not... If she still doesn't think that Corey is being able to be himself, then then maybe it's not a healthy situation for them. I mean, frankly, it's not a healthy situation. But I remember being a teenager and being in relationships and it feeling like that. I remember mm-hmm. losing friends. Um, I dated a girl from 16 to whatever, and I didn't have any friends in school anymore. She went to a different school. Um and that was all that mattered to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, in school, I didn't have friends, really. Yeah. I had people that I hung out with, but for the most part, I didn't have friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is because we were so... That relationship, and we were... I mean, we were teenagers, and we were sh- in a shitty relationship, and we were controlling. And because of that, the rest of my life faded away. So seeing that this season doesn't... Um, doesn't seem weird to me. It just s- made it clear that this season was about Sean and, and Eric. That is such an interesting perspective. Like, it's incredibly interesting because what, what you're explaining is that for someone who's in a relationship like that, everyone around, everyone else around them fades away. Those relationships don't matter to them and all of that. But from the other side, that couple fades away. Like, mm-hmm. and they really did. Like, yeah. there isn't a lot to remember about them. There's a two episode arc that's specifically about them, but it is so overshadowed by. Eric learning who he is and figuring out his future and having a friendship with Feeney and Sean dealing with everything that he's dealt with. And these two people are just like in the background. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a really interesting perspective. Well, and I think a lot of people that knew me at that age probably feel the same way yeah. about me at that age. Like, oh, Alden just kind of faded away. I absolutely, when I was dating my first husband I guess I was 16 years old Mm -hmm. when I met him um and I was thinking about this really recently I had a core group of friends from church that I had grown up with from the nursery and I remember um four of them coming to my job I worked at the mall they came to my job they were like when are you going to have a break and I didn't even think about the fact that I hadn't talked to them or seen them in months like months and they came to my job and they were like when is your lunch we're gonna talk to you and they sat me down and talked to me about the fact that like they don't see me anymore and when they do see me like I was a different person than than who they literally grew up with like siblings Mm -hmm. 
they had an intervention for me and I didn't even think about that as being um, weird until probably last week. And I don't remember what it was that hit me that hard, but it really hit me. Like these people were like, where, where the fuck is Tanya at? Like, what is she doing right now? And I was about to say, like, I wish somebody had done that to me, but it didn't change anything for you. No, it didn't. I married him. (laughs) I married him and, and it was something. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, those are our thoughts on season four. Uh, we did get some thoughts from some of our listeners on season four. Yes, we did. Do you remember them or am I pulling them up? You are pulling them up because I'd like them to be said like word for word. We have um, some on Twitter and we have some in the group. So We did. One of the polls that we put up was how did you feel about season four? Uh, 100% loved it. Like I think this was the only unanimous poll that we put up. 100% loved it. Um yeah, nobody disliked it. Nobody thought it was okay. Everybody picked loved it. Right. Um, Joe Johnson did say season four gets better and better with every rewatch. Uh, Nicole said season four has so many of what I consider to be some of the best episodes of the series. It has a lot of standout moments people tend to remember about the show, either for the humor, uh, that that farmhouse over there, uh, <laughs> Shallow Boy, etc. Or for the, we didn't even talk about Shallow Boy. Um, Eric trying to figure out his life Sean's scene in the hospital of cult fiction Eric is my favorite character of the show so I really enjoy this season for the way it shows him as a real person yeah he's still a goofball but they allow him a lot of growth too it's nice to see him portrayed as a smart compassionate guy who just feels a little lost and doesn't always get the credit for how capable he really is heading into season 5 will be interesting um and then she kind of gives her thoughts on season five coming up. So, yeah, uh, Nicole, I'm with you. Eric has very quickly turned into my favorite character of the show. Um, and obviously, Cassie, <laughs> you're in that circle as well. Well, it's crazy. Like, going back and rewatching this changes the perspective entirely for me, mm-hmm. at least maybe once. <sighs> So we've watched it together a lot. Yeah, but we never watched it in order. We right. just watched it whenever it was on TV. And we like, just watched it. We didn't like talk about it, it and analyze it. And now we're like looking at it and talking about it. And it's like, oh, but then this is Eric's season. Yes. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Um, Reverse Hipster on Twitter says season four had so many tear-jerking moments and heartfelt lessons and dramatic storylines while still being absolutely hilarious. And it really was like an emotional roller coaster. Like it was 100%. You're sitting there with like tears in your eyes one second dealing with this situation with the, the girl being hidden at Sean's house. And then Corey delivering a line that makes you like die laughing. So, yeah, I agree with that completely. Yeah. Some of the other polls. Do we want to go through some more of the polls? Oh, yes. Let's get to the election results. All right. So, the oh, the election results. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, the election. Uh, the poll results are in. Anyway. No, I can't do it. Uh, I'm going to read the poll that we put on Facebook. Okay. So, uh, one of our questions was, would Corey and Topanga's relationship have survived the distance between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia? Um. I, Facebook doesn't tell you percentages of votes. 
No, but you can actually see who voted for what, which Twitter shows percentages and doesn't show who voted. I would rather see percentages. I would rather see who voted. I want to see who agrees with me. <laughs> like nobody. But uh, on a in a about two to one ratio, um, people voted not at their age, and then uh, about thirty three percent, I guess, of the people voted for yes. True love prevails. I was one of those. You voted for that. I did, and. I don't think it was necessarily because true love prevails, but I think it's more that Corey is so controlling and headstrong that he wouldn't have allowed anything else. Um, He would have been like, why aren't you calling me? Just call me. And then would have worked really hard to try to make sure that they stayed together and maybe not forever, but I think it would have lasted longer than expected. Uh, no, I, I, I think that's why it would have failed, because she would have been like, I can't do this anymore. Like, you're acting ridiculous because I went out with my friends. Yeah. Um, I can't do it. Right. Uh, another poll we had was, in 16 Candles and 400 Pound Men, how should Corey have handled the situation? And this was interesting. Uh, overwhelmingly, people said that he should have explained the situation to Frankie and gone to Topanga's Sweet 16 party. Right. Um, what did you pick? I don't remember. So, so I know what, I don't know what I picked because my opinion on it has changed now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I'm sure yours did too, because we had some very smart people in our chat or in, in the, in the replies. Yeah. Uh, point out some things. Um, I picked that I would have stayed home and faked appendicitis. Uh, it turns out I didn't pick anything on this one. Really? Yeah. Did you originally, do you think you picked that you would have told frankie that you needed to go to topanga's um yeah i think i think probably yes but in my opinion like in my opinion both were wrong Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why i wasn't able to pick anything but john asby pointed out in the replies uh, i know on some level i picked wrong but i'm a sucker for father-son relationships and at 16 i think there is more important things in life than romance so let him help frankie and then come to the party afterwards which is a really good point. And the first time where I thought, oh, right, they were like five minutes away from each other. He easily could have done one and gone to the other. And then Mike pointed out in this one, uh, I think the match wasn't a Broadway match, probably about 20 minutes tops, plenty of time to do both. The biggest problem Corey always has is communication. Yeah. He just lets shit happen without any, without explaining the situation to anyone besides Sean because Sean is usually there. And that was when I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He if he had just talked to either of them, they would have understood. Yes, but he didn't he never talks to anybody and I don't think this is a season 4 problem. I think we've seen this before. Yeah. Like he really does. Like we talked about it was it season 2 where Topanga was sick and the girl was trying to make out with him um and he was supposed to go get Topanga ice cream. Mm-hmm. He could have said Topanga I, c- I couldn't get out of this closet. Like, right. the girl was not letting me go, and I'm so sorry. Like, this is what happened. But instead, she finds out that he kissed a girl. He didn't kiss a girl. He could have explained himself. He could have at least tried, and he flat out didn't. Let me tell you, though, neurotic people, that's normal. Right. Like, our children do that all the time. Where, like, if you had just, like, talked about it or whatever, like, it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. 
Instead, you are working yourself up into a frenzy and you're just like, the world is falling apart. And it's not. All you had to do is say something. Right. Um, I We also had in Easy Street, do you think the gentlemen the boys worked for were working for the mob or just eccentric old men getting a laugh out of the scared teens? Um, what did you pick, Tanya? Actually, I know what you picked. I mean, just getting a laugh out of the scared teens was what I picked. Most people picked working for the mob, um, but I, I really like the thought that these were just two old dudes who were like, come to this restaurant every day for lunch and completely tricked these teens. They saw them and they were just like, oh, all right, let's, we can do this. I think what made me think of that was um, they reminded me of the Marley and Marley characters from um, Muppet Christmas Carol. In that, like, you just sort of pictured them sitting there and talking to each other and then be like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, I can't believe that they're doing this. Like, that's what made me think of that. Um, And that's why that theory to me still stands strong. Um, Shallow boy, bop or not? Total bop. Overwhelmingly, bop was chosen. Two people did choose not. And on Twitter... A lot of people chose not. Really? Yes. It was, I think, like 60% for Bop and 40% for not. And we got, I think, more votes on Twitter Hmm. than we did on our Facebook group. And I think the last one we had here was, how would you feel about a sprinkles parade? And Tanya can answer this question uh, for real. Because if those of you who, who didn't catch it... Tanya was given a sprinkles parade for her birthday. And I can 100% say with full confidence that a sprinkles parade is a marvelous way to celebrate a person. And I think everyone should have it done to them at some point in their lives. If you're worried about getting sprinkles in your eyes, wear goggles or put your hand over your forehead like you're shielding your eyes from the sun and the sprinkles will just fall on top of your hand. But let me tell you, picking sprinkles out of your hair for... Six hours after the Sprinkles Parade is 100% worth it when you stand there and sprinkles are pouring down on you. And then when it's over and you move from your spot, your feet, your footprints are just standing there in the driveway with sprinkles all around them. It's just, it's glorious. It's wonderful. When you only see one set of footprints, that's when I was throwing sprinkles at you. Yeah, no, 100%. Sprinkles parades, 100%. Way uh, to go. Again, cover me in sprinkles was the overwhelming response. Uh, one person said no. And then uh, several people picked the sprinkles are in my eyes, which <laughs> I didn't add as a poll option. Didn't know other people could add poll options. So I wish more people had added more poll yeah, options. That one was added by Zella. Uh, I hope I said that right. I've never said it out loud. I've only read it on the page. I know. I actually struggle with because there she, she has um, posted quite a few times recently where I'm just like, oh my goodness, what a sweetheart. And, and you want to say things on the show, but you're afraid to? I don't want to butcher anyone's name. My name is so hard. Like when people read my name, it's hard for them to pronounce it correctly. So I kind of understand. I just, I don't, hey, I don't want to butcher your name. Zella. <laughs> I don't care if I butcher your name. That's not true. I do care. Um, but I will always try. I've always figured that people appreciate you trying more than they do 
um, you just straight up ignoring it or saying mm-hmm. it wrong and not caring. Um, our neighbor, by the way, calls Tanya Tani because I don't know. Cause it because looks she different. doesn't like the A at the end of my name? I don't think she sees the A. I think <laughs> she, she just she has a selective vision when it comes to the letter A. Because your name is spelled weird for Tanya, like mm-hmm. T-A-W-N-Y. Mm-hmm. I think she just like she sees it on the page and she's just like, oh, it's Tani. Um, little side note. The other day I'm in this Aldi Isle of Shame Facebook group with which it's just a delight. It's so much fun. Um, if you have an Aldi near you, then you know what the Isle of Shame is. And in this Facebook community, everybody just talks about like the big like hot items in the Isle of Shame. And someone posted in there and her name was spelled like mine. And I got so excited and I commented, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what you bought. I didn't even see the picture. I just saw your name and like nobody has their name spelled like like that. She's like, oh my gosh, we're twins. And then someone commented under that who also had her name spelled like that. And she was like, there's three of us. And we had like a sprinkles parade on the Aldi Facebook page. Um, all right. So I'm going to read a few of my notes mm-hmm. because I want you to try to guess which episode they came from. And as we've talked about before, my notes are incredibly shorthand, uh, shorthand, hard to decipher. Uh, in the moment, I'm always able to decipher it, but that's because we write the notes and then we do the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are months later, and let's try to figure out what these are from. Okay. Um, are you ready, Tani? I am ready, Aldi. <laughs> Yo. Okay. So here goes. This note is, smiles everybody, friendship sangria, mailman, biological father. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. All if right. you if you hadn't put the biological father in there, it would have taken me longer. Okay. Um, um, nice breakfast. Sure did. Tina's mom. Candy. Episode four. It's when uh, Morgan's trying to run out the door and... Uh, uh, she's talking about how Tina's mom gets mad when she doesn't eat breakfast with them. Oh, okay. All right. You stumped me. I know. Chalk nose. Wipe. Ah. Corey. No. Cake. Um, security guy? No, it is the episode. It's the affair to remember. Oh, whatever. okay. Because Corey, or Sean goes to wipe the chalk off mm-hmm. Corey's nose all cute-like. Mm-hmm. Um... You just said cake, and all I could think of was Sean eating the cake at the end of the SAT prep course. All right, here's one. Oh, goodness. S-H-T. Hi. Hi. Go. History. Let her go. Can you repeat that, please? (laughs) Can you use that in a sentence? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Can you use that in a sentence? Super can't. Uh, S-H-T. Hi. Hi. Go. History. Let her go. Sean Hunter... What? Is that the... I don't know. What was that one? That was when um, uh, Corey went to go confront Sean and Topanga about kissing. Oh. And Topanga went left to go to history class. Okay. Gosh, see, do I have any good. more? Which ones have I not read? Okay. Human being, explode off the page. Dory, <laughs> supposed to call me. Darn, Denifer, there, just listening to your voice. Is that the 
the affair to remember yeah. or affair to forget? Okay. Yeah. Um. Cafeteria. What point? Hungry. Girlfriend. Taco Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Was that the one where the cafeteria lady passed away? Nope. I don't know. I have no idea. What kind of babbling is this? The follow-up note to that, and I didn't even highlight this one. Tacos to our child. Do you know I'm angry? Yes. Get them. Why? Guess something I did or whatever. Never have kids. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember what was going on in that scene. It was Shallow Boy. But that was um, Corey and Topanga were talking. And I don't remember what was going on. They were in the hallway. Oh, God. Well, this has been riveting. Sorry. Was it? I loved every second. Last one. Mm-hmm. Undermining authority. Make faces. I love you. Times two. I love you. Times two, too. <laughs> I have no idea. What was that? That one's from Shallow Boy, but that's when Corey is uh, getting in the way of Topanga babysitting. <gasps> I... Okay. So, I forgot that that was in Shallow Boy. Mm-hmm. That might be my favorite episode. Yeah, I think it might be mine too because the A plot and B plot mm-hmm. were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That that shallow boy <laughs> shallow boy moves to the top. <laughs> top of the charts. Um Yeah. Anyway, those are some of my notes. That's a look into my brain. <laughs> Your brain is a hot mess. But it's weird because when we do the episode, like all of that flows into mm-hmm. me remembering the entire scene. Mhm. And I don't know. Those are the those notes are the reason that sometimes I'm like, oh wait, pause. I have to get all this, <laughs> and that's the shit I write. <laughs> it's good. It's pure gold. Oh, anyway, um, what else do we want to talk about? Anything? We're done. I think we're done. Yeah, We've, we're done. We have given an overview of this season more than we've ever given an overview of any season before this. Well, that's because it's the best one. We, and we didn't do any trivia this month, uh, this season. I mean, frankly, you just gave me trivia. Yeah, but that wasn't like, what did Alan say in says episode seven? <laughs> uh, probably so. something really fucked up. Oh, burning on Alan. Mm-hmm. That's my wife, everybody. <laughs> burning Alan. Anyway. <laughs> burning Alan is a really good band name. <laughs> this is Burning Alan with Shallow Boy. <laughs> um, anything else? Uh, I guess just that you can find us. Where? At... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to you saying where. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at BMGMBMW. You can find us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. And then Alden will be like, sure, you can come on in. Have a nice beverage. Here's the barn door. (laughs) And that farm over there. That farmhouse over there. Um, you can email us at bmgmbmw at gmail.com. That should be our, like, slogan. Like, we'll take you to that farmhouse over there. Why? Because we have so many farm animals now. Actually, yes. That's the sad part is, is that that fits. Yes, it does. We went to the tractor supply today, and we bought so much stuff. 
and I don't even know what our life is anymore. Meanwhile, Tanya has spent the entire Tani has spent the entire day <laughs> telling me that she wants a chinchilla. We went and the pets were this chinchilla wait, was so no, cute. We have so many animals. Anyway, um, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, season four, epilogue. Class dismissed. <laughs>